0: But I know if anybody gets any help today, the Lord will have to do it. And uh, He'll have to help us. Amen. I, I can't help anybody. And uh, you can't help anybody. But the Lord can help us. Amen. Yes, and he knows what we need this morning. He knows every heart. He knows every need. He knows every home. He knows every situation. He knows exactly what we need. And let's pray, God, to give us what we need this morning. Revelation 19, verse number 11. Look what your Bible said. a very familiar text. Revelation 19 and 11, the Bible said, I saw heaven open, and behold, a white horse. And he that sat upon him was called Faithful and True, and in righteousness, righteousness he doth judge and make war. His eyes were as a flame of fire, and on his head were many crowns. And he had a name written that no man knew but he himself. And he was clothed with a vesture dipped in blood, and his name is called the Word of God. And the armies which were in heaven followed him upon white horses, clothed in fine linen, white and clean. And out of his mouth goeth a sharp sword, and with it he should smite the nations, and he shall rule them with a rod of iron. And he treadeth the winepress of the fierceness and wrath of Almighty God. And he hath on his vesture and on his thigh a name written, King of kings and Lord of lords. And that's as far as we'll read for the sake of time this morning. Let's pray together. And then you can be seated. Father, in Jesus' name, I thank you for the privilege, God, to be in the house of God this morning. I thank you, Lord, for all that you've done for us, God. I appreciate, God, that you allowed us to be born in this country, God, and I thank you for the freedoms that we have today, God, to be able to gather in the house of God. And I appreciate those, God, that have fought and died and gave their life for, that, for those freedoms. And I, I pray, God, that you'd help them today and bless them. And, Lord, I, I pray, God, those that are serving right now, Lord, I pray you'd bless them and God, I pray, Lord, that should just help us now as we try to look in the Word of God. God, I pray that you'd bind the forces of hell and the power of Satan that doth hinder. God, you know our needs. You know our hearts. I pray, God, you'd give us liberty. God, I pray you'd make preaching easy. Father, I beg in Jesus' name, Lord, for that one nearest hell. God, I pray today that it would be the day that they'd see their self-lost and come to you in faith and repentance, Lord, and be saved before it's too late. God, anyhow, the will of God meet the need. Get glory to yourself and Father, we'll thank you for what you do in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Thank you for standing. Revelation chapter number 19, again, very familiar text. Probably all of us are familiar with this passage of Scripture this morning, and we have the account how Jesus is coming back to this earth to set up his kingdom. Hadn't roll in rain for a thousand years, and I still believe that. Amen. I still believe the Lord's coming back. Don't you? How I many? I still believe when Jesus said, "If I go away, I will come again to receive you unto myself, where I am." There ye may be also. I'm telling you, friend, listen, there's no doubt about it this morning. The Lord is coming back. I mean, if we believe the Word of God, we have to believe that Jesus is soon coming. Amen. I'm really, listen, I'm really not going to deal with this this morning, but I just want to say this. If we look around, that everything is going on, surely we see that the stage is being set for the Lord to soon return and take the church out of here. And I'm glad that's the way it's going to transpire, that God, that the Lord is coming back and he's catching the church out, amen? And then listen, there'll be seven years of tribulation period like this, I'm telling you, it'll be wrath upon this earth like this world has never seen before, amen? I'm telling you, listen, we watch the news and see how bad society is and the anarchy in the streets and all that is going on and the famines and the wars and the rumors of wars that we're seeing right now is nothing compared to what will happen happened during that time of tribulation when the wrath of God is poured out on this earth for seven years. How without mixture without measure God will pour out his wrath upon this earth. Let me say this. how That is not for the church but it is a time of Jacob's trouble. Amen. I'm telling you thank God I'm glad when all that's going on on this earth. I'll be in the presence of the Lord. Amen. And I'm thankful for the, that the Lord is coming back. That is the hope of the church. I'm going say, listen, friend, I'm not putting my hope in the government in Washington, but my hope is in the Lord Jesus Christ and the fact that he is coming again. I'm grateful for that promise in the scripture. And listen, in the text how we read and you hear and he's not coming to take the church, but he's coming back. Listen, at the end of that tribulation period to set up his rule upon this earth and the rule in rain for a thousand years, Amen. Mm-hmm. And I'm glad that's going to take place, Amen. But I listen, but the Bible says in verse number eleven, and I saw heaven open. Behold, a white horse, and he that sat upon him was called faithful and true. And though. I love to preach on the second coming and the soon return of the Lord Jesus. And I love to talk about those things. I'm really not interested in that, but I'm interested in this name that Jesus is called uh, where the Bible said he was called faithful and true. Amen. That's why I want to preach on God. Help me just for a little while this morning on he is faithful and true and true amen how the bible said when he comes back he's he that sat upon him talking about the horse he that sat upon him was called faithful and true. And in righteousness He the judge and make war. I'm glad he's faithful this morning. Amen. I'm glad, thank God, he's faithful to promise to everything he said he'd do, everything he said he was. I'm glad he's faithful to it. Amen. There's a lot of people we cannot count on and I may make you a promise and I may with all intention intend to keep that promise but listen, sometimes I may not be capable of it but I want to say thank God he is faithful faithful how to keep his promises. He is faithful how to do what he said he'd do. He is faithful and true. Amen. Amen. I want you to notice a few things about this this morning. I'll be done. First of all, I want you to know that he is faithful in his person. Notice what your Bible says in verse number 11. He said, I saw heaven open and behold a white horse and he that sat upon him was called faithful and true. Now uh, I'm when I was looking at this and studied on this, I typed that word "faithful" into my search on my on my Bible app on my uh, iPad, and, and I believe seventy-eight times the word "faithful" is mentioned in the Word of God. And I'm glad He is faithful, Amen. Amen. But don't you notice in this text, faith, the the words "faithful" and "true" in this particular passage is not an adjective. It is not a, a descriptive term. It's not something that is describing him, but it is a noun, amen? It's who he is. He is called faithful and true. I'm telling you, listen, he is faithful, and we can describe him as being faithful, but can I say the reason he is faithful and the reason he is true is because that's who he is. He is called a faithful and true. I'm telling you, thank God, Listen, uh, in his person, he is faithful and true. Now, as we're looking at this, uh, and it's interesting how the Bible tells us here that uh, in verse number 11, I saw heaven open and behold, a white horse. Now, if you study the book of Revelation, what you'll find is this not the first time that someone came on the scene riding a white horse. But in Revelation chapter number six, when the seals begin to open, the Antichrist would come on the scene Riding a white horse, and he is a counterfeit, amen. And he would come listen to how uh, be a counterfeit to pretend to 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 be the Messiah. And they will look at him as the Messiah. They were, I believe, that he is the Anointed One. He will make a covenant with the nation of Israel, but he will break that covenant, and he will turn his back upon that nation. And uh, listen, he will come. The Bible said that he going forth to conquer, and and so listen, he he made. he He makes a covenant, but he breaks that covenant. He makes a word and he breaks that word. So, could we say it like this? The first writer that came on the scene was not faithful. He didn't do what he said he'd do, he didn't keep the promises that he made to the nations. Listen, he was not who he said he was. I mean, listen. He would—he's claiming to, he's going to claim to be the Messiah. He's going to claim to be the Anointed One, and they're going to believe him for that. But I'm telling you, he's a liar. He's a counterfeit. He's a false prophet. And they listen. He—there's no truth found in him. Amen. But I'm telling you thank God at the end of that night that that's at the beginning of the tribulation but at the end of the tribulation the Lord's coming back and he is faithful and true amen how can I say this how uh, the Bible said that he's got to he set upon him was called faithful and true he didn't have to declare himself faithful he didn't have to declare himself true uh, But thank God when they come when he comes back they will recognize he oh my uh, for who he is he is faithful and he is true I tell you thank God listen though the world may let you down and though everybody else will let you down can I tell you this morning he will never fail he will never let you down because he is faithful and true amen that word faithful it simply means he's dependable and the word true simply means this it means listen not it means genuine pure real and not a counterfeit amen he's not the, the first white horse rider was a counterfeit the first white horse rider is not real but thank God he's real he's genuine he's not a counterfeit I uh, thank God he's true he is the Lamb of God he is the King of Kings he is the Lord of Lords uh, he is the the Valley he is the Rose of Sharon he is the bright and morning star thank God he, he is faithful and and true amen and so we'll find he's faithful and true in his, in his person but notice he's faithful and true in his promises and the bible said let us hold fast." hebrews chapter number 10 and verse number 23 let us hold fast the profession of our faith without wavering for he is faithful and that promised. How the Bible said in Romans 4 2, and being fully persuaded that what he had promised, he was able also to perform. Second Peter 3 9 said, The Lord is not slack concerning his promise. As some men count slackness, but is long suffering toward usward, not willing that any shall perish, but that all shall come to repentance. I can I just say this He is faithful and true when it comes to His promises. Amen. Hey, what are you saying, preach? I'm saying what he's promised. He's able also to perform, amen. i tell you one thing we can put our trust in today, and it is that blessed word of God. I'm glad, thank God. Listen, when the world looks bad and everything's are going I listen, seems like it's crumbling all around us. I'm glad there is a foundation. I'm glad, thank God, there's a word that's forever settled in heaven. My friend, listen, no matter how the world changes, that word, that book will never change. And listen, that word is faithful. You can put your trust in him. You can depend on this word. And listen, you can lay your head on the bed at night and know everything's gonna be all right because he is faithful, that promise. I'm glad for the word of God this morning. Hey, listen, he is faithful to his word, amen. And so he's faithful and true in his person. He's faithful and true in his promises, Notice this, really what I want to get to this morning. He is faithful and true in his performance. You say, what do you mean? I want to say he's faithful. He is a faithful redeemer. Amen. 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 And the Bible said in John 6, 37... He said all that the Father giveth me shall come to me and he that cometh to me I will no wise cast out. First Timothy 1:15, the apostle Paul said this is a faithful saying and worthy of all acceptation that Christ Jesus come in the world to save sinners among whom I am chief. Uh, listen Hebrews seven twenty five. wherefore he is able also to save them to the other most that come unto God by him seeing that he ever liveth to make intercession for you. I'm glad thank God there's never been any individual there's never been no one that's came to him that's listen with a broken heart and desire to be saved that he's cast aside he is able to save to the uttermost all them that call upon him amen he's faithful to save thank God Amen, friend. I tell you, can I say, listen, no matter what, we're, what what, what's going on around us, he's still able to save sinners. It does not matter where you've been or what you've been involved in. It does not matter what your background is or where your family comes from. Thank God he is faithful to save to the uttermost. All them that have come unto him, I'm glad. How Can I just stop and testify for a little while? I'm glad, thank God, I found out May of 1999 on the right-hand side of the altar Thank God that He was faithful to save sinners and He would redeem. I'm telling you, I didn't care anything about God. I wasn't looking for the things of God. I wasn't trying to find Him, but I'm glad He came to where I was and listened, sought me and drawn me unto Himself and saved me by the grace of God and changed my life. I found out that night how that He would save sinners. Amen. I'm telling you, thank God He's faithful to save. Amen amen I'm telling you he can save you this morning he can change your life I'm telling you he can redeem you by the blood of the lamb why because he is faithful amen you know why he's faithful to save It's because he paid the ultimate price Amen. I'm listening when mankind could not help himself, and when mankind did not have an answer. I'm glad that listen that God that Jesus was the lamb slain before the foundation of the world. How that He came to this world and stepped into a womb of a virgin woman and lived thirty three and one half years and never committed one sin. Neither could He sin. Amen. And no guy was found in His mouth. And He marched up Galgotha's hill and laid down His life a ransom for all. I'm glad he tasted death for every man. I'm glad it's for whosoever will, let him come and take the water of life freely. I'm still glad for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. I'm glad, thank God, he came not to condemn the world but he came to save them. I'm glad, thank God, he came to seek and save that which is lost. He is faithful, he is faithful to redeem fallen man. Amen, friend. I'm glad, listen, I I don't know much this morning. I may not be well educated, but thank God this one thing I do know, I know in whom I have believed. I know, thank God, listen, if tomorrow never comes, I I know where I'm gonna spend eternity. I know that I know that I know that I've been saved by the grace of God. I'm glad he's faithful to redeem, Amen. Well, oh, I remember years ago, I was talking to a. I walked into a young or, or, or an older gentleman at a gas station, and I asked him. I said, "Sir, if you died right now, would you go to heaven or hell?" And he said, "He said, young man. He said, you cannot know that. He said it's impossible to know that for certain." I said, "I said, sir, I'm not trying to be disrespectful, but that's not what the Bible says." I said, the Bible said in 1 John 5, 13, these things are written to them that believe on the name of the Son of God that we may know that we have eternal life. I, I said, there's a lot of things you, you may not never know in this world. We don't know if a sun's going to come up tomorrow. I, listen, we don't know if it's going to rain or if it's going to snow. If, listen, if it's going to be warm, we don't know what the, you, what the weather may be tomorrow. They may try to predict, predict it. But how many times have they got it wrong? Amen. I mean, we really don't know what tomorrow holds. I, I, but thank God, listen, this one thing I do know. I know that I know that I know that I've been saved by the grace of God. Hey, he's faithful. I don't say, how do you know that? Not because of what I've done, but because of what he done for me that night when he brought me up out of the horrible pit and out of the clay and set my feet upon a rock and established my going. Hey, he's faithful to redeem. Amen. Amen, I quoted that verse in Psalm. He brought, me, he, he brought me also up out of the horrible pit. A lot of people quote that verse wrong. They say, listen, that he, he pulled me out of the pit. Or, listen, he took me out. And The Bible said he brought me up. You know what that implies? That implies he got down where I was. Amen, friend. I was in the pit. I was in the mire. I was in the muck. I could not help myself. But thank God he came down to where I was. when oh, and I could not get to him. He came to me. And he came to where I was. And when I couldn't get to God, he brought me up out of the mire and brought me up out of the muck and redeemed my sorry soul. He is faithful to redeem. Amen. Oh, friend, listen. He's faithful in his redemption. But I going to say this, he's faithful in his representation. And the Bible said in, in Hebrews two seventeen, Wherefore in all things it behooved him to be made like unto his brethren, that he might be a merciful and faithful high priest, in things pertaining to God to make reconciliation for the sins of the people, seeing then that we have a great high priest. Hebrews 4, 14, seeing then that we have a great high priest has passed into the heavens. Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold fast our profession, for we have not a high priest, which cannot be touched with the feelings of our infirmities, but was an old poached tempted like we are yet without sin. I'm telling you, he is a faithful high priest. Amen. You say, what's that mean, preacher? What do you remember in Luke chapter number 22? When Jesus informed Simon Peter that he would, uh, listen, that the devil was on his trail. He said, Simon, Simon. He said, behold, Satan had desired to have thee, that he may sift thee as wheat. And the Lord said, he said, nevertheless, I have prayed for thee. Now, I'm gonna tell you what he didn't say. He didn't say, I'm praying for you. He didn't say, I will pray for you. No, no, friend. He said, I have prayed for you. Amen. Past tense. What do you say? I'm saying this. How the Lord looked at Peter and he said, Trouble's coming your way and the devil's on your trail, but you don't have to worry. I've already talked to God about it. I've already interceded for you. I've already prayed for you. I've already talked to God. It's going to be okay because, listen, I have prayed for thee. Amen. I'm glad. Listen, I'll I, I tell you what I desire this morning I desire for you to pray for me. Amen, I do. I need your prayers. I I desire for you to pray for me. But I'll be honest with you, there's there's been times that people have asked me to pray for them. And I try to do that if somebody says, pray for me, I try to do that. A lot of times I try to pray right then so I won't forget it. But can I be honest with you, this morning there's been times I have forgotten. There's been times people have said pray for me and I have even said that I would and, and to my shame I've forgotten it in just a little while and, and I have failed to pray for them, amen. But can I say thank God I've got a high priest and he never fails to pray for me. He never forget, forgets my needs. He's never unaware of what I'm going through. And listen, he always can have compassion. He always can relate, Amen. You know, you know, sometimes you can come to me with a need and say pray for me and you can pour your heart out to me and tell me what's going on and I may tell you and I, I may with a sincere heart pray for you but you may be going through something I don't, really, I don't really understand. Amen. You may be going through something that I, hey listen, maybe I've never been through before and I can't really relate to you. Amen. But can I say thank God, listen, there's one seat at the right hand of God. Uh, He knows exactly what you're going through And he knows how you feel He was tempted in all points as we are Yet without sin Uh, I'm telling you thank God he knows what it is to hurt Uh, He he knows what it is to to suffer He knows what it is to be in a storm He knows what it is to be lonely He knows what it is to suffer loss Uh, He knows what it is to be separated Uh, I'm telling you he knows everything That you're going through And thank God he can relate to you And he is praying for you Amen But I seen something the other day, I was coming down the road and I was listening to an audio book and and, uh, I've been studying on the Holy Spirit. And the Bible teaches this, that the Spirit of God intercedes for us with moanings and groans that cannot be uttered. Now if I understand that, Jesus intercedes for us and the Holy Ghost intercedes for us. Now, that, that, that writer that I was listed to, he made this statement. I about come unglued. He said that means you have two divine persons of the Godhead praying for you at all times. Hey, I said, "Listen, I'm telling you, hey, you have you have two persons. I'm talking about God the Father, and His li- uh, continually He's being talked to on your behalf by God the Son and God the Holy Ghost. There's two divine persons of the Godhead that are talking to God continually on our behalf." Amen. Amen. Son, that may not be helping you, but that's helping me. Amen. Hey man, I'm glad. You know what he's doing right now? He's praying for me. How yeah. when I get in a vehicle, go down the road? You know what they're doing? They're praying for me. How yeah. well I was asleep last night and I didn't know what was going on? I'm glad. Thank God, he is a praying for me. He's talking to God for me. He is a faithful representation in heaven. Amen. Yeah. Oh, friend, he's faithful. Yeah. But I want to say he's faithful and true. Not only his redemption. His representation, but he's faithful and true in his restoration. What do you mean? I'm glad he'll restore, amen. First John 1 and 9, if we confess our sins, what is he? He is faithful. You know what that means? That means he'll do it every time. He is faithful and just. That means he's right in doing so. He's faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Amen. Boy, I'm glad that verse in the Bible, aren't you? I'm glad he's able to forgive me of my sin. Amen. I'm glad he's able to restore my fellowship. I'm glad he's able to cleanse me from all unrighteousness. I think about Peter. We mentioned him just a moment ago. You know, it's interesting that, uh, listen, when you study the disciples, his name is always mentioned first. He's listening. He is one of the inner three. Peter, James, and John went a little further with him several times and Peter's name is always mentioned first. Uh, I tell you what, he's a lot. I, I, let me say it like this. I, I'm, I can relate to him probably more than the others because he was always saying the wrong thing at the wrong time. Amen. But you remember the Lord told him in Luke 22, we made reference to it. He said, Satan had desired to have thee that he may sift thee as wheat and he said, nevertheless, uh, he said, uh, he said let, let thy faith fail not, for I have prayed for thee. And he said, when thou art converted, strengthen thy brethren, Peter said. He said, listen, it's, you don't have to worry about me. He, he said, I'm going to go with you to the end. I'll be all right. Peter, in his arrogance and his pride, uh, listen, thought he could handle the attack of the devil. Amen. Right. And uh, just in a little while, you know, he denied the Lord. Amen and threw a cussing fit, and said, I don't know him. Isn't that right? I'm talking about he denied the Lord with cursings. And I listened three times, he denied the Lord. And the Bible said he went out and wept bitterly. That's interesting. Because here's the disciple. That was one of the inner three. But yeah, one of the greatest. Listen, when we read about them, I'm gonna ask you this. What are some of the failures of the rest of them? You ever read about some great failure of John? I mean, we know Thomas doubted, but uh, listen, Peter's all the one turned turned his back on him and denied him. Amen. Now I know they had failures. Don't get me wrong, but you understand what I'm saying. But I think it's interesting how a friend listen, just a few days later on the day of Pentecost when God chose a man to stand up and preach in power. He chose that one to deny, him, the, 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 the man. I listened, to betrayed him, and turned his back. I turned his back on him in, in a Peter. He chose him to stand up and preach on the day of Pentecost, and thousands were saved. You know how he is able to do that? How because he's faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. I'm glad, thank God, failure is not final. I'm glad he can restore us. Amen. I think about the gospel of Mark. You ever thought about the gospel of Mark? If you study the book of Acts, you'll find that Paul got so upset. How listen, Mark. He, 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 they, they, Paul and Barnabas had a dissension there over Mark and they separated one from another and hi, listen, Paul, Mark went a different way. Amen? But evidently, he got right with God later on. That's why Paul, on his deathbed, he said, bring Mark for he's profitable unto me for the ministry. Amen? And can I say after that, After he forsook Paul on those journeys, uh, he got right with God and and God used him to pen the book of Mark. Amen. Uh, I'm telling you, that Mark uh, turned his back on Paul on missionary journeys. uh, That Mark, that retreated. uh, uh, Later on, God used him under the inspiration of the Holy Ghost uh, to pen the gospel of Mark. Uh, I'm telling you, thank God, he is faithful to restore them uh, that come unto him uh, for forgiveness. Amen. 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 That may not, I'm telling you, I'm glad can, I'm glad I can have my sin forgiven. Amen. I'm not, listen, I mess up. I make mistakes. Hey, listen, I do wrong, but I'm glad he's faithful and just to forgive us our sins. And, the, and can I say this morning, friend, I'm telling you, listen, if you're not right with God, how uh, you can get right this morning, you can find your way to an old-fashioned order and confess your sin. You get right with God. You can get back in fellowship because he is faithful to restore. Uh, listen unto fellowship, amen. But I don't say this. I'm done, I'm done. I'm preached too long. I want to say he's faithful to rescue. So what do you mean, preacher? Hebrews chapter number two, verse number 18, the Bible said for in in that he himself has suffered, being tempted, he is able to succor them that are tempted. And that word succor, it means this, it means to help. And it literally means this, it means to run when called for. I believe it's in 2 Samuel chapter number 21. David goes out to battle. He's an older man, and he goes out on the battlefield and begins to yield a sword, and how the Bible said that he gets so faint in the battle that he would have perished, and the giant, listen, probably one of Goliath's brothers sought to slay David. David's laying there. He's tired. He's weary from the battle. And uh, listen, he cannot yield a sword. I mean, he has no strength to fight. He, he literally is exhausted. He's weary. He's so faint that he would have died uh, on the battle. Listen, and, and that big giant uh, yields a sword, going to slay David. He's going to kill David. But the Bible said Abishai succored him. In other words, uh, I can just see old David. He's laying there. He's weary. He's faint. Uh, uh, he don't know if he can listen. He he's absolutely cannot fight another moment. Uh, and uh, old Abishai is over there. He's on the battlefield. And, and I can see old David. He says, Abishai. Abishai. Oh, he, the Bible said he's faint and he's weary and probably just in a faint voice. He says, help. Amen. Amen. And the Bible said, "Abishai, sucker. Do you know what that means? That means when he heard David's cry, he ran to his side to help him, and he slew the giant and killed that giant and saved David's life. And the Bible said in Hebrews two eighteen, he's able to succor them that are tempted. I'm glad when I go through trouble. I'm glad when I get weary in the fight. I'm glad when it gets hard sometimes. And I'll be honest with you, sometimes I get discouraged. I've even been discouraged this week. I've been disheartened this week. I confess to you, I've been a little confused this week. I'm a thank God. I'm glad when I call for him. I'm glad he'll run to help. I'm glad he'll sucker them. I'm glad he'll help me. He'll listen to the Bible say how he's sucking. That means not only he come and help, but He it's run when called for. Amen, friend. I'm telling you, listen, it just does not mean he will help, but when you cry out for help, he'll run to help you. He's eager to help you. He wants to help you. I'm telling you, thank God, listen, he will not leave you in a valley. He will not leave you defeated. If you'll cry out to him, he'll run when called forward. He'll help you. He'll minister unto you. He'll strengthen you. He'll succor you. Amen. Well, I'm telling you, I, I'm telling you that's, that's encouraging to me, amen. amen. This week, I, I listen, I was praying this week, meditating. I'll be honest with you, some events that have transpired this week. And I'll say it again, I've been, man, I've been aggravated and discouraged, upset, confused. I mean, I fasted and prayed and begged God to intervene. And it seemed like things were going a different way. Lord, I don't understand. Why in the world? I mean, I'm just been confused. Oh, listen, yesterday I was coming down the road. I, I began to call out and I said, Lord, I need help. I said, God, I need some help. And, and the Holy Ghost brought this, these verses back to me and he said he's faithful and true. Hey, listen, though there's trouble in this country and though there's trouble in what? I thought about this, Lord, how mercy. When Jesus is coming back here and he comes back, this is the, listen, this is the worst time this world will ever see. Right now is not the worst time this world will ever see. Amen. You think about the anarchy and the rioting in the streets. Can you imagine what's going to transpire when the Spirit of God, when the restraining ministry of the Holy Ghost is removed? Can you imagine when there's no light of the church? Amen. When there's no restraint. He that will let till he be taken out of the way. That word let means to restrain. There's no restraint. During the tribulation period. Everybody's going to do that's right in their own eyes and do what they want to do. And can I tell you, the fallen nature of man is like water. When let go, it'll run to its lowest point. And I'm telling you, friend, listen, what's going to happen in this day is far. I'm talking about we can't even imagine the violence and the anarchy. and Listen, the turmoil that's going to be going on in this day. But you know what I was thinking about when I read this? Why all that's going on, why every bit that's going on, you know what? He's faithful and true. Oh, friend, he's coming back to set up his kingdom, and the Bible said he was called faithful and true. You see, he'll be faithful and true when he sits upon that throne, but before he sat upon that throne, now, when all the world was in chaos, when everything seemingly was turned upside down, he's still faithful and true. Now, I just want to say this morning, friend, it does not matter what you're going through. It does not matter where you're at. He's still faithful and true. It does not matter what's going on in this country. It does not matter Listen, how many varices they are. He's still faithful and true. Amen. Because that's who he is. Amen. We study about the attributes of God. They're not not descriptive terms again. They're who he is. Somebody asked me one time, I said, has the Lord been good to you? I said, he can't help it. He can't help but be good. You know why? It's who he is. See, he can't help but be faithful. That's who he is. He can't help but be true. You know why? It's who he is. That's just who he is this morning. He's faithful and true. Amen. And I'm glad for that. Let's bow our head for a word of prayer. Preacher's going to come. And you may be here this morning. You're not saved. I'm going to tell you, he, he's faithful, friend. He can save you. You may be here this morning in you're troubled. I want to say he's faithful, friend. He'll, he'll help you. You may be here this morning, you got sin in your life. You need to get, I want to say he's faithful this morning. He'll forgive you. He's why because that's who he is. This thing ain't about me. It's not about you, it's about him. It's about who he is. He is the redeemer. He is the savior. He is, thank God. uh, Listen, the, the restorer of life. That's who he is. He's faithful and true. I wonder if it'd be. Someone, nobody looking. I wonder if it would be somebody said, Preacher, if I died this morning, I'm afraid I'd go to hell. I've never been saved. Would you pray for me? Would there be one this morning? Somewhere in the building, Preacher, I'm not saved. If I died right now, I'm afraid I'd go to hell. Would you pray for me? Would you just slip your hand up and put it back down? And let me pray for I see that. Somebody else. Preacher, if I died right now, I'm afraid I'd go to hell. I've never been saved. Would you pray for me? Would there be another one? Just slip your hand up. Say, Preacher, pray for me. Put it right back down. I'll pray if I will not embarrass you. But I will pray for you. Would there be another preacher? Pray for me. I'm not saved this morning. I need the Lord. When there may be one say, Preacher, I'm saved. and I'm not where I need to be with the Lord. Would you pray for me? Would there be one of those? I see that. Somebody else? Preacher, I'm saved. I know I'm saved, but I'm not where I need to be with God. I've been walking at a guilty distance this morning. I need the Lord. Would you pray for me? Would there be another one? Maybe somebody say, Preacher, I've just been, I've kind of been like old David. I've been faint. And I've been weary in the battle. not needing to help me this morning. Would you pray for me? Would there be one? I see that. Hands going up all over the house this morning. Can I tell you, friend, if you'll, if you'll find your way to the feet of the lovely Lamb of God, he'll help you this morning. Whatever your need is, he'll meet it. If you'll come unto him, Father, in Jesus' name, thank you for the privilege to be in your house. Thank you for the word, the word of God this morning. Lord, I humbly ask you, God, that you touch every heart. Lord, I pray for these that are not saved. God, I pray they'd come to you today. Lord, if they will, I know you'll save them. These that ain't right with God, Lord, I pray they'd come to you, confess their sin, get right, Lord. But God, they so much weary today. Lord, I pray you just encourage your people. Do what only you can, move an invitation, and we'll thank you for it in Jesus' name.